This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children. But if you live in Texas, the fucking rapture will probably happen before your children find our podcast. Our sponsor tonight is Dr. McCullough. Dr. McCullough, for when you want a doctor who actually gives you cancer. Because tanning beds, right? Yeah. Yeah, he sold yeah. tanning beds that <laughs> he said fucking, prevented yeah. cancer, but they actually gave Don't. people cancer. Yeah. What a what fucking dick. Yeah, right? Right. God damn it. That, that guy. Yeah. Fuck yeah, him. Just a, he is, I mean, he is a cockwombler. Um, but anyway, uh, hello and thanks for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Natalie. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Dan? I'm I'm great. How are you? I'm way too angry for being this. I'm way too angry for being this early on in the podcast. All right. Well, I'm, <laughs> okay. Then I'll I'll be the I'll be the happy one, and you can be the pissed off one, and we'll come to some uh, nice gray I'm, area I'm together. Always, I'm always happy, but I yeah. good thing I have I have my my summer shandy here. It's uh, kind of calming me down, and I'm assuming you have the uh, what are you I, drinking? I have um well boulet rye. Yeah, I do because they they still have not sponsored us. No, I'm not. Have, are we? Are we sit like you're the producer here? Are you I sending know. them no, like, but maybe, our show notes or like anything like that? Oh, maybe I should start. Okay, that's that's my, uh, that's on my. That's agenda. what a good producer. Like if you were a good producer, you'd already be doing that. Dude, like, fuck you. It's too early in the show for you to be dissing me, but um, it's, okay. It's, it's, but that that's what we do. Well, that's okay. I'm okay. Well, with how 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 about you tell us about our our God of the Week for whom or to whom not for whom but to whom uh, we give all our thanks and praise. Okay, so Osiris, the Egyptian god of the underworld. So here's here's his story, which I never knew before. I just heard his name. Um, Osiris, he was a, a human, a ruler here on Earth, and he had his shit together, it seemed like. People loved him. He had a great wife named Isis. Oh, okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just let, let's just... Let's... Like, let's call her good pretend ISIS. Like, pretend Pret- like it's 2009 yeah. and nobody's yeah. ever heard of ISIS. Yeah, so let, let's just, that that's her name. I am going to be saying it multiple times throughout this discussion. It's a, no, it's like a, an actual, it's a name. like, name. It's a name. Uh, yeah, it's an actual name. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Like, it's, it's a name. Before, so let's, like, yeah. So the story continues. Yeah, Osiris has this great wife. Everything's cool. But then he has a brother. His name is Set. Okay, anyways. Who's, who's kind of a jealous dick is what I gather from the story. So, um... Set, Osiris's brother, just wants to take Osiris down. So strangely, he decides, okay, I'm going to have this special casket-like box made that is Osiris-sized. Okay, fine. <laughs> which, which, whatever, that's a thing. Then there's a, there's a party happening, and Set is there, and Isis is there, and Osiris, and I guess all of their friends, because that's what they do in ancient Egypt. And then this casket-like box is there. So Set is like, let's, let's play a game, everybody. Everybody see who can fit in the box, which... I mean, this is just so fucking weird. But anyways, that's, that's what I do. That's what I do I, when I go to parties. I, mean, I bring a box and I say, "Hey, can I fit? Like, right. how many dead bodies? Right. Can we, I mean, yeah. how many bodies can we so, fit in this?" Right. So they're they're playing which body can fit in the box because that's a game. And um, Osiris is like, "Yeah, sure, I'll I'll climb in the box. Like, try me. I'll see." So he gets in the box. It's a perfect fit. Cool. And then set. Close. How do you get those measurements in the first place? Like, did he? I mean, I don't know if he like just crept up on Osiris like while he was sleeping with some Are ancient there... tape measure. Yeah. And I, then, I don't know. Went to, went to went to like the corner like coffin maker. And he was did. Like, yeah. Mentioned. He's like, dude, make this coffin for my brother. Anyways, so because that's how ha- this is all real. This all happened. It's, it all it totally happened. It all happened. So um so anyways, Osiris is in the box. He fit in the box. Cool. And What's set. In the box? Well, Osiris is in the What's box. In the and box? Then, yeah. And then set because he was a dick. He shut the box, closed it up, and threw it into the Nile River because this is how any good party ends with a casket in the Nile. Um. Were they so, like on the, like on like the bank of the Nile, I, or like did he have I, to carry it? How did he transport? Yeah, because I feel I mean, like there's other people that were equally complicit in this murder. Honestly, there, there's a lot of details that I did not get from. There, um, that's I mean that's I know. like have you ever like tried to move like a body like without the body's assistance? Like I that's, mean, like people are heavy. I've I've only done it a few like, times, and it's it's always it's always been a struggle. But I, I don't know. I mean, anytime yeah. I've done it, it's been like my you know my trunk of my car is just right there and it, so, I mean, and it just... takes it takes a couple people usually to kind of get yeah. all that together but anyways plan ahead. but we're we're just assuming that they were partying on the bank of the nile and he just shoved that coffin in osiris is in there and and anyways like he dies duh and um so then isis the wife is understandably terribly devastated by the death of her husband um she wants to have like a real funeral for no, him no it's not she a death to... it's a murder it's okay a murder. Mur- murder sorry sorry murder um ancient egyptian murder so she wants to get his body back she wants to bury him but set is still he's just he's still being such a dick so he's like isis fuck you i'm not gonna get your husband's body back so he decides he he searches for the casket 
he finds it somehow. I don't How? know. Well, yeah. I don't know. He's fucking Inspector Gadget of ancient Egypt Isn't because he finds, <laughs> he, he, find, he finds the casket that was like in the Nile, um, which is a pretty big river. I've never been there, but um, I assume it's, it's, it's vast. I, I think people have written about yeah. about the length that it yeah. has. Yeah. So, so anyways, there's a, there's, there's a lot to it. Yet he finds that casket, he finds the body, and then here's what he does. He chops up Osiris's body into like a shitload of pieces. And not just that. Like the body that's already been immersed yeah. in water. That, like, not even like like warm water probably. So it's already no. got like a lot of decay happening. It's it's probably super disgusting. But anyways, like, yeah. this all this all really happened, everybody. Remember that. Did, so so he did. chops up the body. And then to make it even harder for Isis to like deal with life and cope, he set scatters the body parts all over Egypt. Like just all over, just all corners he's, of he's Egypt. Got, yeah, he's got nothing but time to just no. like, drive or I guess walk around. Or he's fucking like they did. riding an animal or walking through the desert, just throwing yeah, body I said, parts I said, everywhere. I mean, maybe he had a car. Maybe he did maybe. have a car. I don't know. Maybe I there wasn't were, there. Yeah. It totally happened. We don't know. But so he scatters them all over. Um, but then, okay, Isis, because hashtag love, she decides to search high and low for all the pieces of her dead husband. And you know what? She finds them all, except she, she doesn't find one piece. She doesn't. Find the dick. Arguably like, the most important part. So, I mean, again, this really happened. So anyways, um, so she puts it all together into like a, an Osiris, I guess. <laughs> she puts it all together. Like, what's the fucking point? So, like, right. Okay. But anyway, why does it matter? Right. It doesn't matter, but she gets it together. And then she's like, okay, there's no dick. So she somehow magically. Wait, like the life isn't even worth living at that point. No. And, but also like you would figure he's also, he's just fucking decomposed and dead, but let's not even deal with that. Yeah, so she, well, yeah. So there, there's like jigsaw. Have you, seen, have you ever seen a mummy? Like, come on. No, but come so there's like jigsaw puzzle dead Osiris. But then Isis is like, you know what? He needs a dick, so I'm gonna fashion one somehow magically <laughs> out of gold. I mean, I, I can't believe I'm saying Ooh. this. So, so she, so she makes. It totally this, happened though. So you have it to. to. It totally happened. She made this golden dick, um, and then she breathed <laughs> life into the body of Osiris for a moment at least. <laughs> yeah, and then, yes. Wait, yeah, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm, ta I'm taking it to that level. Just let me get there. Um, and then she. I mean, she essentially. I'm sorry. She banged her husband's reconstructed dead body. And then this led her to conceive her son, Horace. This really happened. This really happened. It sounds so, like she fucked a golden dildo is what she, it sounds I like mean, to me. I mean, she did, yet it somehow inseminated And then it her. sounds like she probably fucked somebody else before and or shortly after. Poss possibly, but, but let, let's just, let's just. I mean, I mean, it's not like, it's not like yeah. any religion has ever been built on a lie of Immaculate a woman. Conception. Yeah, lying about her. how she got pregnant with a yeah. child. It's not like any religion has ever been founded upon that. that that's never that's ever. never happened. Um, and so yeah. anyway, so she she had this baby, and then Horace he grew up. He went and he was like, I'm gonna avenge my dad's death, and you know his dad who was dead when he, whatever. Um, so he went and he battled his uncle to try to avenge the death, and the two of them, Set and Horace, were fighting over and over. Neither one was able to secure an overall victory, and in the end, Osiris ends up being like declared the king of the underworld somehow horus is king of the living and set is ruler of the deserts as the god of chaos and evil um and isis i mean man she was able to conceive a child via a golden dick so everybody wins in this situation um and that's religion what what, what girl what, what girl wouldn't want a golden dick yeah i mean i like yeah, so that, more, that's, more do you need? that's my story. Um, God of the week, Osiris, Underworld. We'll worship him until we find somebody better, I guess. In fun facts, uh, Osiris is a popular beer by a local brewery here, and I'm actually wearing a shirt uh, for the brewery, Sun King. Oh, no way. Brewery. Oh. It, it, it's a it's a it's a pale ale though so i mean it's a west coast style pale whatever the fuck that means which it's is from, like from the west coast of the nile where they had their casket party i yeah. i don't know well it's, it's i'm assuming i was assuming pacific coast yeah. because america number one usa but not ancient like, egypt it's a it's a pale ale so i mean as much as you can call like a pale ale an actual beer but the the brewery itself is fantastic cool so so that's that that's um that's our god of the week you're welcome i guess or i'm sorry i don't really know what to say about that <laughs> both a little bit of both there we go a little column a little column b yes that was good that was long but that was good that's but like, what she said uh, yeah that's what he said i that's like said. i too. i know they it was that. i know it was long but like wasn't that kind of a funny story that was a very good story that was well done thank you you're welcome Massachusetts
Massachusetts Senate passed the Naturopathic Practice Act, which would give naturopaths a broad scope of practice in the state, essentially making them primary care providers. Tonight, we are joined by Dr. John Snyder, a pediatrician practicing in Amherst, Massachusetts. Um, much of Dr. Snyder's career has been devoted to the training of young pediatricians, focusing on the critical science-based approach to the practice of pediatric medicine. He has a strong interest in medical myths and the way that parents utilize information in making medical decisions for their children. So um, welcome, John. Thank you for joining us tonight from Massachusetts. Well, thanks for having me. Yes. I'm glad to be here. Um, so we're, we're having you on tonight um, to eventually kind of focus on the decision by the Massachusetts State Senate about the Naturopathic Practice Act, but uh, which just yeah. is right. I mean, kind of a general like, uh, um, that's, 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 a, that's about the only like constructive commentary I can give on that is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but first I kind of wanted to get a little bit of your background as a practicing physician in Massachusetts, um, particularly like in the Amherst area, which I mean, definitely has a certain element of woo to it in general. Am I correct in making that assumption? You are correct, assumption? particularly in the, the part of Massachusetts where I find myself, which is yeah. in Western, Western Massachusetts, and what is known as the Pioneer Valley. Um, but I'm not, it, it didn't really, my, my, my exposure to sort of the woo-infested regions did not start here because I started my, my practice um, and training, did all my training in New York City in a very woo-centric region of New York City as well. And so, uh, and that's really how I, I kind of became interested in this whole area of um, sort of combating pseudoscience is that I really just fell into it because I was seeing so much of it in my everyday practice of medicine as, as um, parents of kids would be sort of double dipping, as we call it, meaning they'd be seeing us mm -hmm. and then on the side, they'd be seeing yeah. their alternative care practitioner. Yeah. So kind of that, that idea of complementary alternative yes. medicine, um, which I know we, we both saw you speak at Nexus um, about yeah. this topic, um, right. you know, sharing some anecdotes and stuff and maybe for our listeners kind of giving an example of, of something you've come across in practice. Um, wow, there are so many. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Unfor unfortunately, I guess, right? It is, yeah, it truly is unfortunate in that I, I would say not a day goes by that I don't have to deal with it um, either the, really? yeah, either the fallout of it or just having to deal with sort of discussing it with patients. Um, it's, wow. that, it's that prevalent, but I guess maybe just sort of, so you went to Nexus and I yeah. started my talk. So I, mm -hmm. the talk I gave there was really, um, about, uh, really just about this and about how, um, it, how difficult it is to practice good evidence and science-based medicine when you are dealing with a population that often doesn't believe that's the way or the only way to take care of somebody yeah. medically. <laughs> yeah. It's almost, it's almost just like just bad skepticism. Like they they think that they're being good. I mean, they don't, I'm sure they don't identify as skeptics, but they think they're being skeptics, but right. it's not employing it in the, in the right capacity. Yeah. They, in fact, right. Exactly. They, they misuse the word, the term skeptic. Um, and in fact, that's true. Many people think they're being skeptical. And in, in fact, one of the, one of the common, you know, retorts that I get is that, when it becomes contentious. And I have to say, it doesn't often become contentious because I, mm. I'm a nice guy <laughs> and I really, do, and I, and I do, you know, like these people there and, and I care for them and I care for their children. And so it's not, it often doesn't get contentious, but, but when it does occasionally get a little heated, one of the things I often hear is that I'm closed minded. Right. And I'm not being open minded. <laughs> enough. And that's true for all of us, you know, so-called Western conventional practitioners. We're not, you know, being open minded enough. Um, and in fact, it's so, so much the opposite. It's, you know, we as science-based clinicians are, it's the ultimate of being open-minded, right? Science is mm -hmm. purely open-minded, uh, you know, in terms of its approach. We are open to all evidence and we reject all bad evidence um, when it's, you know, when, when the, the evidence is derived in a way that is sound. So, you know, when we're, like we say, we're, we're the first people to, to turn away from our own, you know, practice if it's been shown to, to not stand up any longer. So, that's the, the true, you know, definition of science. And it's the mm -hmm. opposite is the true definition of pseudoscience and that you never back down from your beliefs because that's really what it is. It's about belief. Yeah. Um, so I guess the anecdote that, that I would use is the one that I started my Nexus talk with, which is, I guess, because it's, it's pretty fresh in my mind mm -hmm. um, as one that I just recently discussed. And that, that was a, a teenager that I saw a couple of months ago um, who had... I'd seen a couple of times for fatigue, um, generalized kind of fatigue and malaise and, 
um, pretty much concluded from my discussion with him and the family that it was probably mostly related to depression and and not a tr not a true medical issue. And that was mm -hmm. after you know, um, I didn't make that decision quickly. It was after really a, a lot of discussion and examination mm -hmm. of the patient. And um, we eventually decided to do some lab tests because the, the parents had been pushing for that. Um, and I did, and they were all normal, you know, and um, they ended up seeing their chiropractor who was a good hour and 45 minutes away, actually, or, or, or maybe a little bit less of an hour away. But still some, de um, still some, dedication. some dedication. Yeah, and this was their yeah. chiropractor yeah. that, yeah, they had gone to for years and they trusted implicitly. And um, but, but who's not a mental health professional? No, a chiropractor, but you know, <laughs> as is true with many complementary and alternative practitioners, they will often make claims Right. To be able to do almost anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so after examining the patient, apparently he decided that he was suffering from decreased blood flow to the brain, which he determined by putting his hands on a variety of his pulses, and then decided that the parents should talk to me about getting Doppler testing, which is a kind of an ultrasound test to, mm -hmm. to look at blood flow, um, to evaluate what he thinks is some quote unquote decreased blood flow to his brain that's making him tired. And mom uh -huh. really wanted to pursue this. And it's interesting because this is something that, again, that, that a lot of alternative practitioners will do. They'll throw in real medical jargon or testing. So, you know, Doppler exams are really tests that can mm -hmm. look at blood flow. Um, but they have no idea what they're talking about. He has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> um, and obviously, I, I said no to this because I know for a fact that that's not why he's got his fatigue. And that isn't a sign of... Uh, decreased blood flow to your brain. <laughs> Stroke is. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason why he should have decreased blood flow to his brain. And you certainly cannot tell that somebody has decreased blood flow to their brain by feeling their pulses. So, you know, at least the pulses he was feeling. So anyway, that was an interesting conversation I had. And then I did some research on this guy and he also makes all sorts of amazing claims um, on his website. So that was sort of my segue into the, my Nexus talk because I thought it was a great example, a real life example of a patient I had very recently seen. Um, yeah. But it gives you a good example of the kinds of claims that people make. Now, he wasn't claiming to, although I, I, I'm assuming that he probably would claim that he could um, actually do something with that information if I actually obtained it. So. But, but still, I mean, it's probably more like they're even able to just give some sort of answer that, right. you, that you maybe, you know, just can't necessarily give. It, um, it almost, it almost right. just sounds like, it, it sounds like, like he's just a glorified WebMD almost. Like he's just literally Googling like symptoms and like what, what comes out that's going to sound impressive or sound like there's something that we can test for. Right. Well, I think if he had a Doppler machine and he could find a way to charge for doing it, he would do it himself yeah. and likely find something. Yeah, um, and of course. Something, well, like this is something that chiropractors do all the time. Um, now, Dopplers are, are very non-invasive. They use ultrasound. There's really no harm to a Doppler. But chiropractors perform harmful procedures every day many times a day by irradiating people um, unnecessarily. So chiropractors will perform x-rays, the drop of a hat, and pretty much 100% of the time tell you what your problem is or confirm their suspicions by taking this x-ray. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, really, the, the x-rays show nothing um, abnormal. And, um, and so this is a, a ploy. I shouldn't say ploy because I really think most of these people just have deluded themselves into believing yeah. they're really seeing what they're saying they're seeing and that they're actually doing something. Right, like that they're that they're perhaps just true believers in this themselves and then feel like they're doing a service to yeah. to other people, right? Like, you, I mean, it, there can't be, I don't think, an entire world of people that are this, like, you know, have this much malintent towards yeah. others, but it's, I, I believe it's a belief true. system. Yeah, like I, a, really, I really yeah. think you're right about that. I think so many of these people um, are... They're kind of caught up in in a cult in a mm -hmm. way. I mean, it's, yeah, it's almost like a religion. I mean, I I kind of it's, that's, it that's is. And words, then there, but, yeah, and there is a bit of I've been trying to kind of wrap my head around it. It's, there's a bit of mysticism involved and mm -hmm. magic. Yeah, I think there's some role playing. You know, I think they there's something very empowering about feeling like they have some special abilities. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. almost magical. Yeah, it's it's almost like having a power. And then if you then see the results, I think of. When, you know, you're you're not obviously curing somebody, but you, people are happy and they're feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm getting results, and that has to be good for the ego of somebody who is in the role of, you know, 
Right. You know, you're almost like a magician with somebody's health. Right. But, but, like, but that's, I mean, that's totally messed only, up. But I'm just, you're hurting people. Right, right. <laughs> well, it is true. And that's how patients will, will kind of explain it. They'll say, you know, it's really was, it was, it was you know, magical or miraculous yeah. or amazing what, what, how much better I got. Um, yeah, no, it really is. Um, it is very much sort of like a, but, but yeah, like there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no value in that. I mean, the, there is the placebo effect, but there's no value in the type of placebo effect like that, that actually can't end up harming people with over diet, you know, over testing, which of course, you know, you spend the extra money, but then also you find things that, you know, if you go looking for something, eventually you're going to find something that, you know, is maybe, you know, just a little outside of, you know, the, the normal range that you're looking for. And then you get, you know, uh, I think like you said in, in your, in your talk, I think, I think it was in your talk, um, you know, that you had the, the one patient who had like, you know, hundred, like almost like a hundred tests and had all these like crazy diagnoses and all these medications and, and things like that, that just didn't, didn't need to happen in the first place. Yeah, you know, it, it brings up a good point because, you know, we were just talking about how there's not malintent, you know, they're not, they're not snake oil salesmen in the old sense where they're really, these are people who are pulling a fast one on you. I think there probably are some out there, but I think the vast majority aren't. Yet on the other hand, um, what, I, what I talked about in my Nexus talk, you know, there are, there's a group near me, mm -hmm. um, the Northampton Wellness Associates. And, you know, it's incredible because almost every patient that I see from there, that goes there, is diagnosed with the same, the same things. And their notes are almost exactly the same. The tests that are done are almost always the same. And their treatments are from the same playbook always. Almost and, like a template that they yeah. follow. Yeah. Almost, yeah, I, almost yeah I remember this one. To me. Yeah, it's almost incredible. Yeah, I remember these. Well, yeah, because you showed it in, like, on the website. It says, ow, my muscles hurt and my joints are aching. <laughs> could it be Lyme, arthritis, or fibromyalgia? Like, yeah, it could be, but probably not. <laughs> but let's diagnose it thoroughly and, walk, and work toward an individualized integrative care. Right. Well, actually, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the patients that end up going have very vague um, right. symptoms that are often fatigue, aches and pains, and things that true, we often can't find a reason for it. We can't, we can't explain it. And often it is related to a mental health issue, you know, anxiety or depression. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times we can't find a, a you know, a medical, physical reason for it, um, which is why the parents often will try to seek some alternative explanation. And amazingly, there always is one. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Right. These, these, um, these providers will never turn around and say, you know, I don't think there's a problem here. I think it's really need to see a, a therapist. <laughs> well, never. that would, there's the, always yeah. a problem. Always. They'll always find a diagnosis and there'll always be a, an enormous battery of testing done through, you know, fraudulent labs. They will always find a problem mm -hmm. and will always prescribe a, a remedy. <laughs> Yeah. And so, right. like, it, well, and they, and they have at the very top of their website, you know, of course, at the end, you know, conditions we treat, office information and vitamins and supplements that you can right. buy from them if you if you're our own yeah. store. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Right. Because then there, there's that whole part of, of selling something ultimately. And so, you know, we can have this conversation here where we can kind of break down how sort of irrational it is to trust your health or your children's health to these people. Yet then you're in a state that essentially has said, all right. These people are kind Sounds of good. are legit. <laughs> so, so that that's where my question is: is like, how does this impact? I guess you know people like yourself as physicians, but also the general perception of naturopathy as a legitimate yeah. type of you know medical yeah. service. So well, it, you know, it, it gets to the point where you know, uh, I guess politics and science do not go well together. <laughs> yeah, right. they yeah. don't go well together. And when politicians are making decisions um, based on the, 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 the desires of their constituents or the loudest. Or, well, well, they perceive to be the desire. Yeah. Or, well, there's, you know, there was a pretty loud lobbying effort. Put, right. Exactly. Um, and, you know, and if you go on the website of the, the, the national organization of naturopaths, I'm blanking on the name, the name of the organization, you know, there's a, a big link there, you know, yeah. to, to support the lobbying efforts. And, um, but, you know, when politicians are, I, I really think that when legislation is passed, Politicians should be required to have a science-based advisory committee that advises them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so so a week or two ago, the Senate in, in our state passed, um, uh, you know, a piece of legislation that will allow naturopaths to have a very broad scope of practice 
uh, in Massachusetts. That, it, it allows them to be like function as primary care physician, like the first point of contact. Is it does that, not that allow them. It no, it does not allow them to become primary care providers. Although okay. there are some states that do allow that. Um, Massachusetts. Right. This, I believe, this bill comes short of that, falls short of that. But it, okay. it's it's sort of irrelevant because, on the other hand, it allows them to diagnose and treat pretty much any condition. Yeah. And that's, that's where the problem is, is that, I mean, when you get to diagnosis and treatment, um, whether they're primary care or not, I mean, they're diagnosing and treating. Right. So, and I think the general public doesn't understand the unbelievable problem. And I I think part of part, and I think, uh, we spoke to Clay, uh, a few weeks, Clay, Clay Jones, a few weeks ago about this. and And something he brought up is most of the time for like most people that don't have major health issues, like they're not going to have necessarily a negative interaction like you know you get the you know you get the flu or you get you know you know something rather common and it's not going to be that that big of a deal but it's it's those times where you do have something that is significant that you know because they don't have that training uh you know as, as a nat you know naturopath they don't have that extra education you know they may miss the diagnosis or may you know because they have you know like you said you know probably their top 10 favorite things to diagnose they're probably going to say well we have some features of this one diagnosis so we're going to you know we'll, we'll just treat for this instead of actually you know getting the right diagnosis just because out of their own ignorance of not knowing you know all the all the potential options right um yes there i think because the public sees a a um degree acronym after someone's name and they hear that it's an accredited specialty with a board specialty board and there's four years of training and 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 then when it gets legitimized by <laughs> by the law yeah it is almost impossible for the general public to understand how ridiculous this is and i think ridiculous is not the right how dangerous this is just and i think partly uh, you, you can know, you can call it bullshit it's okay yeah. you can, you can <laughs> yeah i mean that, you know, I think it's complicated also by, by the fact that there are MDs and ODs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and ODs are really legitimate in, in terms of the way they, they practice, you know, for all intents and purposes in, in this country. ODs and MDs are the same um, in terms of both their training and what they actually do. Very few ODs, osteopathic doctors, actually practice mm-hmm. osteopathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do, it's t- a tiny part of what they do. So, you know, I think that confuses things because there are two kinds of doctors and now there's a third kind of doctor and I think that is very confusing and, and of course like I said if, if it becomes legislated it's particularly confusing but but you know I think um, it's yeah I, I think we have to do a lot more to educate people and that's very hard and you know yeah. naturopathic doctors are not doctors in any stretch of the imagination yeah. right they are not trained to diagnose and treat conditions they are they to put them in in the position to diagnose and treat somebody for any medical condition is extremely dangerous mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's part yeah. of part of part of how like how that that even gets to be is you know like, like you said you know they have this uh, you know nas- uh, national association and they're able to mobilize people and able to get phone calls and and letters and things like that and just uh, I mean just skeptics in general I mean people you know, always say you know getting them to agree on anything just by nature getting them to agree to anything or getting them to organize or anything is like herding cats like you're not like everybody has their own idea of what's right and how, the right way to go about it and so as a result you know we you know we all have the message we're trying to get out but it never you know we don't have that organized we don't we don't have that organized front necessarily like what they have and what they were able to do with you know the you know the i guess the quote-unquote grassroots movement that they had to you know just contact legislators and just make them think that this this is you know what you know your voters actually want because that's i mean that's their primary concern is you know they want to keep their jobs they want to get reelected so they're going to do you know and and, and and you know you can't really fault them for that i don't i don't think necessarily because they you know that's what they're tasked to do is to represent the people but when you have only you know a certain subset of people contacting them and, and reaching out to them then that gives them a skewed perception of what their constituents actually want the, the legislators are equally um confused you know just like the public is yeah and um you know, it's, uh, they, I think people don't understand the difference between what is a science-based approach to something and what isn't. I think they fall, they, they fall prey to the myth that there is such a thing as, as complementary and alternative medicine. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that all, yeah. It and really that comes down to that. Yeah. That's it's a myth. That's a myth in itself, right? Like right. that there is complementary alternative, cause it's just, it should just be medicine. Yeah. It, yeah. There's just <laughs> one way to, to logically look at cause and effect in this 
world that we live in. Yeah. You know, until, yeah. So I mean, there. If you, if anyone can come up with a better approach than the scientific method, right? And if you buy that, and, and collect your Nobel Prize, right? If you buy that, the scientific method is really the way we understand the world, right? If you are going to buy into that, <laughs> then there's no such thing as complementary and alternative medicine. Yeah. And the amazing thing about that is, if you were, to, I mean, I guarantee you, most of your friends and relatives would think that you're being closed-minded if you said that. Yeah. <laughs> they think, well, no, there are, there's like, you know, I can tell you because my brother and sister both go to complementary and alternative medicine mm -hmm. practitioners. Yeah. Um, and they think I'm just being cynical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's incredible. No, I, I think that we all have those people in our lives. Like, I mean, I can even think of people that I know who attribute, you know, getting pregnant to having gone to get acupuncture, right. you know, after having, having a hard time with fertility. And, and like, I, I mean, I feel for somebody like that who is just looking for an answer for why. And then, but, yeah. And then if they say, well, well then why, why couldn't it be true? It's possible. Yeah. Well, well you know, you're just being closed-minded. You could say, right. well, it could be. <laughs> it could be. But to, to believe that, you need to have some evidence for it. Right. But then, and then you're kind of the asshole who's like, well, right. uh, you know, well, like, but congratulations. Yeah. 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 It's also like saying like, I mean, somebody's going to win the lottery once in a while. That doesn't necessarily mean that because their cat did, you know, rolled over and flopped in front of them, that that means, you know, that they picked the right numbers or, or, or whatever. I mean, it's, they're, they're drawing connections to things that aren't necessarily connected. No. And it, it's such, it's such a tricky thing because like, as you know, the reason for this discussion was the fact that it was all sort of legitimized in the eyes of government and whatever in a particular state. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess the question that remains is, is there a way to get this to stop now here in, you know, just a few states kind of recognizing it? Or is this just the reality that this is going to like kind of domino effect and all of a sudden naturopaths will be regarded as essentially physicians yeah, I, everywhere. I want, I want to not be pessimistic. Right, I know, I know. My, my, all, but, yeah, my, my gut yeah. feeling is that this is a spreading cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's already in, I, I believe there are uh, 18 states yeah. that have, I mean, so, um, yeah, I think this is, so th there are several naturopaths that, that practice near me and they have satellite offices in um, Brattleboro, Vermont, because, mm -hmm. which is not far from here, it's literally, you know, an hour less than an hour from where I am right now. And so a lot of these places have dual offices and they'll say on their websites, you know, we can't practice fully our full sort of spectrum of woo here. <laughs> yeah. We have to go to our other office to get really, the real crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and um, so it's really interesting. And then I think they're just waiting for the moment and then they'll, f they'll be flooding in, yeah. um, you know, and I'll have many more of these double dipping patients who are getting all manner of, of craziness performed on them. Yeah. Well, and then speaking from your perspective, I mean, if, if this is going to be a, like kind of the slippery slope that continues, I mean, how, how does that impact your ability or other physicians' abilities to practice real medicine well, it, with their patients? Great, that's a great question. I mean, and it sort of was the point of my talk at Nexus yeah. in that, um, you know, it makes it really difficult on a, several levels. One, you know, just take the example I gave you. You know, I had to have a long conversation with this mom who was kind of offended because I really came down hard against this chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, he should not have been saying the things he was saying because they're patently untrue. And, you know, she got offended because this is an esteemed, you know, provider their whole family goes to and has gone to for years and has performed miracles on them. And, yeah. you know, I said... And, and they don't want to be wrong. But I couldn't help myself. I had to say, you know, this is just wrong, what he's telling you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know if I lost... You know, my patients, comp, my patients trust now. Um, but so it's a big issue in terms of trust. Um, they, you know, if, if I don't agree with the provider, then they don't trust my thinking and the way I, the way I practice. So it affects that. And then there's the, you know, the, the problem with some, sometimes treatments and, and diagnoses can be delayed because they're going somewhere else right. for their, yeah. their care. Or, you know, in, in some cases, like the tragic example that happened recently in Canada, that yeah. everyone's read about. Yes. Um, that we're, we're actually going to talk about that later in this episode, too. Okay. Um, that whole decision. Yeah. Which yes, just, I mean, yeah. we're, you know, so I don't want to <laughs> give it. No, any no, no, do, no. Talk, talk about it, please, because but, it's, yeah, it's very relevant. Yeah. Where, you know, a patient was, you know, taken to a naturopath um, and prescribed a course of therapy that led to the, the death of this child. And um, now this is a family that never would have gone to a pediatrician anyway, probably. Right. So it's not like one of my patients who really goes to me 
and occasionally we'll go see someone else when you know my skills and knowledge are just not adequate because you're just not good enough at well, that moment yeah no you know yeah, honestly yeah. these patients think i'm great yeah they think they love me as their doctor but they think i'm just restricted in my view because right. i'm not open-minded enough to the varieties of ways of thinking about the human body yeah <laughs> Yeah, though, that, that's actually a really nice way to put it, that you're just a little too closed off to that larger world of possibility. Yeah. How, I guess. Yeah. how ridiculous. I, mean, I know. How, in a way, if, if I were insecure, I would find it, you know, if I would be offended. And, and But it really is patronizing in a way. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't be offended by that, really, because it's, yeah. it's, on, it's kind of on them that they're, that, I mean, they're kind of closed off to the fact that that isn't real. Right. And, yeah. no, yes. In their, in, their, in their eyes, I am just, you know, I have a restricted worldview. Right. Or, or medical view or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So the answer to your question is, <laughs> I'm sorry, and we, we really do have to do something. I don't want to be pessimistic. Right. But we have, so we have to do something. And really what we have to do is, I would say the first thing to do for your listeners would be to go and look at a recent post by Jan Bellamy on the SF, uh, SBM Society for Science-Based Medicine website, where she really talked about this Massachusetts Senate um, bill that pa passed. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll definitely link to that. In the yeah, and then, here. you know, there's a whole list at the very bottom of that of all of the members of the, um, of the House Ways and Means Committee. Mm -hmm. um, and people just need to, especially people in Massachusetts who may be listening, <laughs> um, really need to to go out there and do the what our democracy is all about, which is, you know, <laughs> yell out. Right. Yeah, do a little legwork and, and raise your concerns and yes. let your voice be heard because it's always it always seems to be the other side of the aisle on these issues that are so loud and so pervasive and so i think that those of us who are a little bit more just based in logic and reason it's i mean it's our time to maybe speak up a little bit more yes so right? the naturopath lobby and the whole complementary and alternative medicine lobby is going whole hog on this mm -hmm. and they are flooding the switchboards and sending letters and going to dc going to the the um, state house and everything and, and, and lobbying and we're not doing anything honestly um so yeah it's it's pretty sad so that so, so there's so I there's, guess, there's yeah. no money there's no mo there's no centralized organization because there's no money in in being ra <laughs> rational in, in in promoting science there's there's not, not that whole backbone that they have where they're you know with all their uh, you know there's right. you know that all the financial interests that they have and you know what else it isn't we're also not a um we're not a belief we're not a, right. Yeah. There's no. There's no central. Yeah. There's no. We're not shouting from the rooftops like they are because these people have a mission. Yeah. So. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like speaking up for rationality is is worth it. Hopefully, right. um, because they're they're on a roll, obviously, and you know I think it's probably worth an effort to try to stop it a little bit in its tracks. It's, it's 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 going to and has killed children. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what more people need to get fired. Like it's oh, like yeah. literally killing children. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, and by that, the way, yeah. we, we haven't talked about natu naturopathy yet, really. Um, <laughs> but you know, one one of the things that's pretty common to, to naturopaths is a, I would say, at, at best, a disdain for, and at worst, an outright, you know, um, uh, speaking out against vaccination. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. most, yeah. So a lot of the, a lot of kids that go to naturopaths are unvaccinated or are alternatively vaccinated. Alternatively vaccinated. Cause that, that sound, that's an oxymoron there. That's well, um, yeah, yeah. But, but yes, an alternative yeah. schedule, or as I have seen recently receiving homeopathic vaccines. <laughs> so, so receiving nothing, receiving that. Well, we hope nothing. Well, right. Well, we hope, yes, nothing in there. Yeah. we hope there's not, there isn't actually, you know, something dangerous in right, there. Right. Right. Yeah, if it's a true-to-form homeopathic remedy, there really is nothing. Nothing, there, yeah. 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 No, and, and then there it becomes a public health issue. You're not just dealing with, you know, one one family kind of making bad choices for themselves and their kids, but if you're kind of releasing this unvaccinated population into the world, I mean, that's a problem for a lot more than just, you know, one family and their kids. So yeah. so there, there's implications on a larger scale, and that's why I guess, you know, it is important right now for those of us who... You know, I, I hate to say believe a certain way, but it's more like know what, <laughs> like what the reality is. I mean, um, to do something about it. Yes, I guess right? those of us who, who follow a rational, science-based approach. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I think talking to talking to your friends and peers, and at least trying to get them to read some of this, some of the work on either SBM or 
you know, the side of science-based medicine posts mm -hmm. that are written in very plain language and easy for, for lay people to understand, but really mm -hmm. put it out there <laughs> in a yeah. no barred approach, just so people can sort of see, you know, it, it spelled out for them. Yeah. Because like I said, we all have friends and relatives who fall for this. Absolutely. Because, I mean, because who doesn't want kind of that silver bullet cure to something? I mean, just that thing that, that works and is magic or whatever. I mean, it, yeah. everybody wants answers and you, you almost can't fault somebody for that. Um, but you want to help them come to a better better place with how to make well, decisions. And that's, I mean, and that's part of the problem is they, they give answers to questions that a responsible doctor either would admit not knowing and people for it's out of their own arrogance or, or another reason just don't want to want to acknowledge that, you know, we don't know everything that there is to know about everything. Right. Cool. Well, um, I think we're, we're going to kind of wrap up. Um, Dan, I know you like to do a little outro time. John, this has been really good. Thank you so much. Um, yes, for, for, like, yeah, no, this, this is good. I mean, because it just it's so relevant right now to talk about, especially I mean, I, I think it's not going to be that Massachusetts is the last state that we hear about doing this. No, it's, it's not. not. It's definitely not. It's going to, you know, this kind of um, malignant spread. I was, I was about to say, like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to use yes. a cancer metaphor. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, they, they take, they, they, you know, they treat cancer patients, which is tragic, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it really is spreading and it's not just this particular naturopath issue. It's pseudo pseudoscientific medicine bullshit. That is well, yeah. And I don't even know that everything. we actually said like what naturopathy, but I mean, it, it it's, whatever you want it to be it's, it's whatever you want it to be it's, yeah it's, it's, it's this right this notion that somehow nature and your body are in sync and, and all that makes you feel is good and then they just throw all sorts of craziness at you mm -hmm. in that and in the under the guise of it being natural and sort of helping your you and your body fight off disease and and maintain health and interestingly they use all of the same terms that we use <laughs> they, they they sort of co-opt a lot of the things that we like first do no harm and you know whole body you know <laughs> all this stuff which is not unique to yeah. them um they've sort of co-opted and, and sort of made to look uh, more friendly somehow yet it just is taking advantage of the fact that people want to feel good about this whole medical practice and i mean it's not blaming the practitioners themselves but the whole movement i think is just full of bullshit and yeah. and needs to be addressed um from you know people like you and you know us and maybe the listeners and just changed for the better for everybody. I yeah. Think. And because this is all becoming mainstream, mm -hmm. it's, that's the scary thing. It's just, people are getting more and more used to this and yeah. as they get yeah. more and more used to it, they get more comfortable with it. And it just becomes, you know, another way of going to the doctor. Right. And, and the hope is to, I mean, with, with anything, I mean, there's, there's always going to be people that believe in whatever, whatever the bullshit is, but if you can make it a little bit more fringe to right. where it's not mainstream, then it's maybe not as dangerous, but what's happening now, it's, it is making it more dangerous. And that's why, yeah. you know, it, it's definitely right. time to, to think about it in a different light. And so. when, you, when you have major academic medical centers, um, you know, ha having whole, you know, uh, you know, holistic health centers within them, mm -hmm. um, it, it doesn't help. No, you know, it, it legitimizes it to you people. You can go get cancer surgery at Sloan Kettering while a right key practitioner is in the operating room. That, right. that doesn't help our cause. No. It yeah. just legitimizes it, and that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. All right, Dan, take it out. <laughs> take it out. <laughs> just, uh, uh, oh. I'm so angry. I know, no, it, it, <laughs> I mean, but but it is, it is infuriating um, because it makes no sense yet. People, well, just like so many things in the world, people believe yet it makes no sense, and it's that how to get people to stop believing in something that makes no sense. But that's just oh. the nature of belief. That it, yes. it is hard. It's hard to break people of belief, especially it, if it makes them feel good. It is. It is. And unfortunately, we are going in the wrong direction. With yeah. This. Yeah. But let's be optimistic, and maybe, optimistic. maybe, we can, maybe we can, you know, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. So make, make a podcast and change the world. No what big deal. We need to do. Everyone, get out there and, and stop being so, so goddamn passive. Talk. Yeah. To, <laughs> talk to, don't be afraid to talk to your relatives and your friends about this. Yeah. You know, it's, it should not be a taboo subject. Well, you know, it's their, it's, you know, it's their child or it's their, screw that. It, it's serious stuff. People should be talking to their friends and, and relatives about this and trying to change their minds. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I think people need to hear. Just be an uh, agent of the change. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
well thank you john for spreading the word (laughs) yeah well thank you thank you for joining us if you enjoyed our interview with john you can follow him on twitter at uh, at scipeds and links to everything that we discussed tonight will be found online at scienceenthusiast.com slash category slash podcast so this week (laughs) i can't even i can't even I can't even start this. So this week, the reason we love the internet is uh, surprisingly, despite my hatred of it, uh, it's a uh, of Twitter. It's a Twitter page called. Oh my god, I can't say this. Can, can you say? Can you actually say this? Because I, I want to hear you say this. Second. One try, do it. <laughs> da share zone. I said it. it. I did it. You did it. Okay. And it's D A share and then Z uh, with the, with a with a zero in E. Uh, <laughs> It's Desherzo. I don't. E- I don't even know how to begin to describe this. It is. I mean, I mean it's it, a shit post. I mean, I think we've established that we love shit post pages. But this one um, is, is special because it's just very like skeleton heavy. I was trying to say to Dan, like I played with pogs when I was a kid, and it's it's like the poison pogs of my childhood came to life. Just all skeletons all the time with terrible text. And no, ter- ter- like intentional. I mean, obviously, intentionally well, yeah, yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. Like, yes. fonts, Shit colors, yeah. everything. Like, on, yeah. um, so, like, we have one where it looks like a skeleton's like coming out of like some sort of cauldron, and the skeleton's like all like intense and shit. And the text is, and this is this is in four different fonts, uh, four different colors. Some have outlines, some don't, um, <laughs> but it's all different like sizes. I agree in theory. And then new font, new color. That I should. New font, new color. Trim my pubes. New font, new color. I've just been really busy, you know? Like, And that's it. And I mean, they, they brand it with DeShare Zone so, so nobody can take ownership of this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and then the, the caption on it is, you know if this is directed at you about a conversation we had around 8 p.m. yesterday. With with a nice combination <laughs> of like uppercase and lowercase letters. Yeah, because we're absolutely. 15, absolutely right i mean i like i imagine that this page is made by like a bunch of i don't know like 16 year olds in their parents basement it has like, to be it eating has hot, to be like Who eating else? hot pockets and like doing hot, that kind we, of stuff don't like fuck you for hating on hot pockets no, 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 hot no, pockets I, are delicious okay that that's fine but we also know, have one no, like, i'm right yeah 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 we also have one uh, autobiography of a thug is the caption and of course it's just like some skeleton like whatever uh, again i don't even know there's one two three four five six seven eight nine different fonts happening <laughs> In this whole thing going through some shit hey man we all go through some shit once in a while some shit goes down don't feel sorry for me i just got some shit going on can't really talk right now gonna be okay but thanks hey at the end of the day we've all got shit going on <laughs> ben said i could use his car <laughs> like and wait i can't even really read what's on the but wait something it hold on i don't know is what is that? Oh, no, there's, say? oh, fuck, there's, like, a whole other line. Yeah, yeah. Avert, it, avert your eyes if you don't want to see me thriving, bitch. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, there's a whole yeah, other yeah. line. I didn't even see oh, that yeah, one. I, I feel so... I saw it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I added a whole other oh, level of, of crap I, to that. Yeah, yeah, Or, and, and, of course, when you have a shitpost page and, like, people don't realize it's a shitpost page, you have people that are going to dissent in their opinion of your shitpost page. So we have Brandon. I, I can't emphasize this enough. Brandon, not Brendan, but Brandon Fraser apparently left a sent a tweet that said this and your page is stupid so what they did they took a screenshot from the movie the mummy Starring which of brendan course starred Frazier. brendan Fraser, yes. and it says <laughs> the mummy and at the bottom fucking sucked anyway <laughs> like, in, in nice big bold red letters because yeah aggressive. it's just it's just awful like yeah. no part of this is like or a, well this one has a, a dragon breathing fire and it says girlfriend wanted in, in one font and then of course new font she must dot dot and of course new font new color cute <laughs> loyal gamer parenthesis ps4 because I, I mean i agree with him on that and the very last thing <laughs> big wet ass i don't know what that means you Why? know what? honestly you know i i don't want to know what that means so let's just let's not with that i mean there, there are there are some things that we could just leave um in the in the dark corners of the internet and that's one of them because i i don't want to know or actually i've grown i've i've only grown more powerful since i learned to retrograde ejaculate again i mean maybe that goes with the big wet whatever but i don't want to know <laughs> either you're, you're finding things that are connecting but um, <laughs> but in a way that like that i just don't feel comfortable with um, and then this this will have to be our last one as it's going along here uh it's got a skeleton with a party hat with his hands like way up in the air like clearly he's excited 
and of course there like literally there's there's what four four different fonts mm-hmm. in four different colors because we don't here. why why decide why not all of them why limit yourself yeah when i get out of working on saturday by telling my bitch supervisor tim my ibs is acting up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. I mean, uh, this is this is one of the shit postiest of shit post pages I've ever seen. It's right and, up my alley. And, and this is this is a Dan find. So congratulations, is, or is... or I mean, you you've I don't know gone to a dark place. <laughs> congratulations, like, or you're I'm awful, sorry, or I'm sorry. That that's yeah, that's the like, theme of everything. You're welcome, right or I'm sorry that yeah. you share this moment just, with us. Just both, both. Whatever all the time. way suits you your world view best. Totally. That, su- that sums up our life around here on this podcast. So why not everyone share right. that with us? Yeah. So if you made it this far, thank you for joining <laughs> us for this week's episode. If you enjoy listening, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, you can also follow Natalie's page on Facebook at Skeptical Parenting and myself as a science enthusiast. And don't forget, you can check out our guest from tonight, uh, John Snyder, on Twitter at at SciPeds. Also, if you enjoyed the show, do consider checking out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TSE podcast. That's the science enthusiast TSE podcast to get access to premium content as well as our non-eternal gratitude. We understand that not everyone can afford to financially contribute to the show, and that's okay. But if you can, just like James C., Michael T., Carlotta, and Michael B. have done, we would be incredibly grateful. Next week, our guest will be Alice Chacon. She is the co-founder of uh, the Secular Action Foundation. So, And she's also uh, a friend of both myself and Natalie. So definitely looking forward to that. Yes. So until next week, thank you for joining us. And Natalie, go ahead and take us out with a quote here. Okay. So the quote of the week. It is sometimes said that scientists are unromantic, that their passion to figure out robs the world of beauty and mystery. But is it not stirring to understand how the world actually works? That white light is made of colors, that color is the way we perceive the wavelengths of light, that transparent air reflects light and in doing so discriminates among the waves, and that the sky is blue for the same reason that the sunset is red. It does no harm to the romance of the sunset to know a little bit about it. And that is Carl Sagan. So basically, things can be pretty, but like there's a fucking reason that it's pretty in the first place. And that that means that we can still appreciate it and maybe even appreciate it a little bit more because it's actually fucking real. So Yeah. Yeah. That. Unlike unlike homeopathy and naturopathy and all that bullshit. Yeah, so let's let's appreciate the real beauty in the world because it's legit and why not? So Well yeah. thank you for joining me this week. You're welcome. It is always a pleasure and a displeasure and all of that stuff. So Yeah, thank yeah. you and I'm sorry. It's all right. Yeah. Good night and good luck. Good night. Bye. God bless. Thoughts and prayers, all of that stuff. I've only grown more powerful since I learned to retrograde ejaculate. Yeah.